What's up, y'all? It's Kavya, and welcome back to the 31st episode of Women on the Mic. Today, I'm so grateful to have Emily Williams, a youth basketball coach and a newly minted author of Lady Fleets, with me today. So thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you today. So firstly, congratulations on your new book, Lady Fleets. I mean, that's amazing. Thank you. Yes, it was a scary, daunting thing and happy it's done being written, but now it's the next phase of talking about it and getting it out there. For sure. Um, you know, I know sports has been so pivotal uh, to your journey, your life. Um, so I want to start with that. You know, how did you get involved with sports and basketball? So sports for me started as it was just a family thing. Me and my brother, whether we were playing imaginary kick kickball in the backyard, wiffle ball. It was always what we did in my house when uh, we have a very large extended family who all lived within 15 minutes of us. So mm. they would all be over. It would be games. It was constant play. Yeah. And so I recently found out actually, cause I've been talking about gang and sports and how my mom and dad always just signed us up for whatever the town was doing. My mom told me that I signed you guys up for sports because I didn't want you guys getting in trouble like I did when I was a kid. <laughs> and I, was, I had this moment of like, wait, that was your motivation? She's like, I, she's like, yeah, I wanted to keep you guys busy because I wasn't busy and I saw what that did for my childhood and I didn't want that for you guys. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got into sports. A new fun fact I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And, yeah. And then I owned it on basketball around age 12 and it was signed off from there. All I did was basketball year round. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, I know you took a little break in college, um, but then you recently got back into it with like coaching and all that stuff. So how did you, um, you know, kind of get back into coaching and find your love for sports again? So um, my husband's best friend at the time, he was coaching soccer. So he got back into sports and he was all excited, had this high energy. And I just started having these conversations with him like, yeah, I remember when I was a player and just having this dialogue and it just reignited this identity yeah. I had, this passion I had for sports. So I walked into the local rec department in the town I was living in and said, hey, can I coach? <laughs> just like, do you have opportunities? Yeah. And they actually needed a middle school coach. Not what I was going to sign up for. I was thinking like that once a week rec league. Oh no. Yeah. They threw me right in the deep end and I've been coaching ever since. That's awesome. Um, you know, I was going to ask, like, how did you, I, cause I know you coach like preteens and adolescents, like what went into that choice, but I guess you didn't have a choice. Is that what I'm essentially I didn't have a choice. I knew, um, I, I wasn't for me, I wasn't interested in working with like the little, little kids. Uh, I do have a stepson, but that's like a whole other thing. I just knew I wanted to work with older kids. So I did ask, I was like, hey, do you have anything around that 10, 11, 12? And they're like, do you like seventh grade? I was like, I can like seventh grade. And <laughs> I actually, with that first team, they were very pivotal in my growth as a coach and recognizing that, wow, there's a lot that happens in that middle school time frame that kind of right. makes or breaks if a girl's going to continue sports. And I recognize that because I had parents telling me I didn't think my daughter was going to play after this like I thought this was going to be her last season like she started getting interested in other things but you've reignited it in her to continue sports oh I thought my daughter was going to go into theater no now she's all in with the athlete thing yeah so my first team has been my biggest blessing also my biggest curse because they they <laughs> 
he threw me through the ringer. <laughs> Anything you could imagine a team yeah. throwing at you, they threw it at me twice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, I know you kind of alluded to it, but that journey through adolescence, there's a lot of different troubles and um, conflict emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, so many changes that happen. And, you know, I think that can cause girls to drop out of sports. But why do you think sports, you know, helps adolescent girls, especially combat those challenges? I think sports as a universal concept across both adolescents, but specifically for girls, it gives them a safe space. If if it's built correctly. It gives them a spot where they don't have to think about school. They don't have to think about whatever drama is going on with their friends. They have a space where they get to focus on just them and the 11 other girls with them or whatever the team size is. They can get up to like 18, whatever the team size is. Yeah. It's just them and their team and building those bonds with different people, the problem solving skills. I mean, you go into a game and you might think you know what's going on and then the team throws something at you and having that quick reaction, it builds confidence. Confidence. Yeah. I think when you excel as an athlete, all of a sudden you're feeling good about yourself and you're putting yourself in a spot where you can kind of learn and grow without all the other pressures of the world. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think adolescence is uh, girls playing sports in adolescence is so important because mm -hmm. it's that spot where you can make a mistake and no one's really gonna, it's not the end of the world if you make a mistake in sports because yeah, you can come back and it's a learning lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think as a coach, you have so much influence over these girls to, you know, shape them and encourage them and, you know, allow them to grow and build their confidence. Um, you know, I'm sure you've played on your fair share of club teams, AAU teams and school teams and all that stuff. You've had, you know, all your coaches. Um, but what, what do you think you want to emulate to your girls? Like, how do you want to, um, you know, what kind of coach do you want to be for them? I want to be the coach that encourages them and is supportive when they need it, but then also pushes them to be the next best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. I think if you can do both of those things, you've, you've done your job as a coach, but I also want them to understand I'm grateful to be in the spot I'm in. I don't take coaching for granted. It's not a power play because I think maybe you've, ex I've experienced it coaches who are coaches because they like that power over kids, which I think is odd like their children you should be there to encourage them and support them so I think for me I want them to know I'm a human I'm growing I'm grateful but I'm here to be whatever you need and if it's to push you I'll push you or if it's to be a support and you need to cry we can do that too it's yeah. happened yeah. we'll get through it we'll yeah. we'll feel our feelings but then we'll move on and go kick some butt <laughs> yeah i love that um so now i want to talk about lady fleets um you, you have such an awesome book and i'll make sure to put all the links uh to your pages and for people to buy the book as well in my bio and all that jazz um but you know firstly what is lady fleets can you give us a little bit of a you know either a short version or long version, whatever you want. Just talk, tell us a little I'll, bit. About it. I'll try to hit right in the middle of that. So I'll start with the, what the word lady fleets means. So, and it, where it came from. So the history of, for me, the word was when I was growing up, I'm, I'm, probably 10 years out of high school. I don't like saying that. Uh, but what I noticed when I was in high school was there was a slow change for girls teams where they would go from being the warriors to the lady warriors. Or if they had a gendered mascot, uh, I'm from Massachusetts. We have the Cape Cod Canal. There's a team called the Canalmen and their girls were the lady Canalmen. And I thought, oh, that's cool. But then I actually 
something in my gut was like, something's wrong about that. Why are the girls having this extra quantifier in front of their name? And actually the definition of the word lady means to pay homage to a knight or lover. So essentially when you're putting lady in front of girls teams names, you're telling them that they are a homage to the boys team, or at least that's how it felt to me. And so I'm, I'm all about one about reclaiming names, changing what they're meaning, the passion behind them. And I'm like, I like the word lady. I think it can be something empowering. So I want to kind of squish it with athlete and let's call ourselves lady athletes. We're strong, empowered women. We know what we want, when we want it, and we're going to go get it. So that's how, (laughs) thanks. So that's how the title came about. And it really hit me over the head. I had a whole nother title. I was all excited about. I was all for this other title. I was, it was, I was telling all my friends, this is what my book's going to be called. And then I called all my friends being like, I changed the name of the book don't be mad. (laughs) So that's what a lady fleet is. But then the book is essentially five different lessons that I learned and lived through as an athlete, how I overcame them. And either if I failed, because I totally failed, there were lessons I didn't learn how to deal with until I was older. Or if I was able to accomplish them and get over that hurdle, how I did it so that someone else doesn't have to fumble. Uh, When I was a teenager, the books I read to teach me how to be a woman (laughs) were Judy Bloom's Where Are You God? It's Me, Margaret, which my mom read when she was a teen in the 80s. So we're talking about a really old book here that's not relevant and not current with our world's philosophies and how even science has shown us that's not how we should approach things. It shouldn't be with this like narrow mindset. It should be kind of with accepting the fact that we're going to be emotional. And I hate that people label girls emotional when it's like everyone feels things. We just all need, we, as a teenager, you don't have the tools on how to work through it. So it's just, here's a set of tools on how to work through the things that are 90% sure going to happen to you as a female athlete. That's so awesome. Um, You know, I can't wait to read it. Um, But what do you hope people who do read it get out of it? You know, what, what do you want them to, you know, feel, learn, you know, what's the end goal? So the end goal is I want them to feel like no challenge is too big to overcome. Because I actually had a few challenges as an athlete that I stared in the face, like, I can't solve this. I've gone to the adults. The adults don't want to deal with this. I don't know how to fix it. And it totally roadblocked me mentally, physically. It got in my head and ruined my game for maybe a couple of weeks, maybe the season, because yeah. I just couldn't get over that problem. So I'm really hoping that if a girl reads this, she takes something away from it and it avoids that problem for her. Yeah, I love your mission. You know, I, I love following your Instagram page. You know, you just spread so much positivity. And I love, you know, the whole women in sports community. So it's so awesome what you're doing. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about that process. Like, what was it like writing and then publishing the book? Oh, man. So that was a process. Uh, so before I even wrote the book, I knew I wanted to do something that kind of replaced my coaching because obviously COVID hits. Yeah. All sports are shut down. Mm-hmm. I'm not coaching anymore. And I was talking with a colleague about this. I feel like I say the story every time I talk to someone about my whole process. So I was, I was talking to her and I'm just and we were talking about what we would be doing in that moment if we weren't in COVID. And I just start going on and on about sports and girls in sports and how I loved coaching. And she's like, you have a lot of things to say about this. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I think I sat on that for a couple nights of, 
I need to get this out of me. How do I do it? And I pivoted towards writing a book about it because I felt there were so many different ways and avenues to connect with people. But I remember as a teenager, if I looked for help, it was in books. It was look, reading the protagonist, even if it's fiction books, what's the protagonist doing to accomplish what they're trying to do at the end of it? Yeah. So that's how I kind of pivoted towards the book fashion. And then before I even started writing, I researched how to write a book because I've never written a book. I don't know. I went to school for math. I wrote proofs. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote yeah. out equations. I'm a, I'm a pharmaceutical consultant. I do data analytics. I don't do books. Yeah. So I actually started researching how to write a book and every, a lot of them said, okay, take an hour every day and just write for the hour, no matter what comes out. And again, I was commuting into Boston because I'm in Massachusetts. That's about an hour each way. So my hour morning commute just turned into an hour of writing instead. Mm. So it was a really nice recycle of time. So I had a self-imposed deadline of 1231, 2020. I was writing on 1231, 2020, I think until literally like one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I'm done. I hit my word count. It's <laughs> over. And then I contacted an editor who I had found. And she then for the next six weeks was like tearing my book apart, which is what I hired her to do. And then I actually published through Amazon, which is a, has a self-publishing portal because I am all about my own independence, owning my rights to my book. So I didn't go through a publishing agency. So I went through Amazon and they have done all the hard work for me. It's print on de demand. So I like that from an uh, environmental side. Books right. aren't being printed and just sitting on shelves. They're only being printed yeah. if someone orders it. So for me, some people are like, oh, it also cuts costs. I'm like, yes, but it also saves the trees. <laughs> so yeah. I felt like it was a double win. Mm. So that was kind of the very short version of how I wrote the book. No, that's so awesome. Like how you took initiative and I like that recycled time and also for the environment. That's so awesome. Um, yes. I know you alluded to it a little bit, but how do we get the book? You get the book through amazon.com, uh, which is great because I feel like Amazon's literally everywhere, so you can order it. And it's it, if you're in the U.S., I think it gets to you within like three days. It they from when you press, I think it just prints that day, and then it ships off to you, and then you have it. That's awesome. I mean, we're we're so spoiled with Amazon. Like things come in like just a few days. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful because I remember when Prime didn't exist, and it would take like a week or two for things to get to like. And when I was in high school, when Amazon, but then the second Prime happened, I was in college. Oh my goodness, how much, and I was in, my first year I did in, not in Boston, I did it in the boonies in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. and Amazon Prime is how we got anything <laughs> to our campus. Yeah, it's like if I need a textbook or I need something, it's like within one or two days, it's like, bam, it's there. Yes, so it's super yes. Awesome. and then and then if you're in those hub cities, it can get to you within two hours. I lived in Richmond, Virginia, and I, we would have stuff delivered to our office within two hours. It was awesome. Wow. I didn't have, I never had to go shopping. I was like, oh, I can just have it shipped to the office. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, but before I finish up, I have one more question for you, but I thought I'd ask you like a fun question since we were just, you know, for fun. Um, I love it. But once, you know, all this lockdown stuff ends, where's your like dream vacation? Oh my goodness, my dream vacation. I'm going to sound like such a corny New England kid. I love Block Island, Rhode Island. It's mm -hmm. this seven mile island and it's where we used to go every summer when I was a kid. Uh, we had a boat. So 
all my other friends are like going off on these crazy vacations and we just had our boat and we would sleep on the boat for a whole week and we get to like go into the island and just like this was this great community so for me that's such a fond memory I'm like when lockdown is over I keep telling my husband when lockdown is over we were spending a week on block island he's like why out of all the places that's where you want to go I'm like don't ask questions (laughs) it's my childhood memories (laughs) yeah those memories can mean a lot Um, But first, I want to just thank you for taking the time and joining me today. I have one more question that I ask, you know, all the athletes, the women in sports I interview, uh, which is, what do you think is the most important thing that we teach young girls today? That, and this is a lesson that I learned from my dad, is your gender doesn't matter. You matter. And you can do anything you set your mind to. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much again for joining. And I'll have all your links and um, follow uh, Emily on Instagram. Do you want to just plug yourself real quick? <laughs> yes, I will. So I'm at Coach Emily Williams on Instagram. I have a website, emilytheauthor.com. And I actually shared a super fun link with you to sharing your show notes that gets everyone to my note from the author for my book. So if you click that link, you can get these great little blurb inside my brain. Don't know if that's a good thing or not, but you can yeah. go read it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much again. No problem. Thank you.